Coming up on today's message with Pastor Johnny. Those who want to cause drama for drama's sake. Those who want to be a spectacle and make a public spectacle out of everything. The, the people in the Bible got paid for this. They were professional mourners. But I would submit to you that we got some people today that want to cause drama, that want to make a public spectacle, that want to put on a show for everybody to see, and they doing it for free. Amen. Let's get into the word today. Uh, Today's message comes from the gospel according to Mark. I am starting in the fifth chapter. I'm going to read the 21st verse through the 43rd verse. Again, that is Mark chapter 5, verses 21 through 43. I am going to be reading the New International Version Uh, of God's word. Let's see what it has to say for us today. When Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him. My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet, instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. Because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized the power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered, and yet you can ask who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. While Jesus was still speaking, some uh, people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, don't be afraid, just believe. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. 
but they laughed at him. After he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum, which means little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately, the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. At this, they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them to give her something to eat. God's word for God's people, and God's people said, Amen. Pray with me, church. God, we love you, we honor you, we bless your holy name. We thank you for an opportunity to delve into your word. Be with us in this time, wherever we are at. Be with us as we go into your word. Let it be a seed that is planted in good soil, Lord God. Hide me behind your cross so that people will see Jesus and not me. That I decrease and you increase. Lord God, let every uh, word of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Uh, well, for the time that we get to spend together, I would like to talk a little bit about two touches. Two touches. Uh, I would like to give y'all a little bit of a behind-the-scenes picture of how I write and prepare my sermons. Uh, I decided about 10 years or so ago that I didn't want to have to spend a lot of time trying to figure out what I was going to preach. So I decided to follow the lectionary, which is a three-year rotational calendar with uh, a year A, a year B, and a year C. And for each Sunday and special holidays in the lectionary calendar, there are usually four scriptures. Uh, there's a psalm, there's an Old Testament scripture, there's a New Testament letter, and then there's a gospel passage. Uh, there's one year for Mark, one year for Matthew, one year for Luke, and John is kind of sprinkled through all three years. And so I decided that if I just preach the lectionary, for the next 12 years or so, uh, picking a different scripture each time year A, B, and C came around, I will have preached 12 years straight without touching the same passage of scripture. But the problem is, is uh, every time we get to June in this particular year, I always come back to the gospel passage in Mark. Uh, I always end up picking this passage over the other ones because I can relate to it so much. Uh, there's been times where I've been up 
And there's been times when I've been down. There's been times when things were good and there were times when things were not so good. There have been times when I've had a bunch of friends around and there were some times where I felt lonely as all get out. There were some times when I've been healthy and there's been some times when I've been sick. I have learned that life is full of ups and downs. And I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one who has learned this. We all have had to go through some life changes. And if you have not gone through some life changes, well, then God bless you. As the adage says, keep on saying good morning and there are going to be some changes to come to you. Uh, there's another saying that says uh, we are all in one of three places of life. We are in the either in the middle of a storm coming out of a storm or going into a storm. Uh, if we were to take a testimony of everyone connected uh, to this worship experience, I'm sure that we could share how many things didn't go our way, that did not go exactly as planned, but we pushed through to the end. Changes are a part of life, no matter how much we don't like change. But even during those life-changing circumstances, a touch from the Lord can make it all right. Yes. You can touch the Lord or the Lord can touch you. But either way, when one of those two touches happen, things can get better immediately. God shows us just as much here in scripture in the gospel according to Mark. Mark is uh, the oldest gospel uh, and the shortest. Uh, is written by John Mark who spent time walking with Peter. And, and John Mark wrote about what Peter told him and that's how we got the gospel of Mark. You can see Peter's personality when you read the gospel of Mark uh, because it comes out in the text. Uh, Peter was short on words and Peter was uh, short on patience. Uh, there were a lot of things that happened and the, the text says in the gospel according to Mark that it happened immediately. The gospel of Mark has immediately going on uh, used a bunch of times and it was used in this text where these two people were in need of healing. They are healed immediately in this passage. Uh, the text starts with Jairus, uh, a leader in the synagogue, coming to Jesus for help. Uh, during the biblical times, uh, the main worship was usually done at the temples or at the temple, the big temple where everybody gathered to worship, but there was also a synagogue, community-based worship. Uh, the big temple was destroyed later, but the synagogues and that idea of the community-based worship uh, carried on to this day. And Jairus was a synagogue ruler, or as some of my family would like to have called him, a big fish in a little pond. Uh, but even though he was this big fish in a little pond, he still needed help. 
once his 12-year-old daughter got sick. It doesn't matter how big you get, no matter how much of a pillar you are in the community, no matter how many titles or positions or degrees or anything that you have, it doesn't matter because all of that can go away in an instant. And you can lose or you can almost lose everything that is valuable to you. And Jairus is here and is showing us in this interaction that you need to treat people right on the way going up. Because you never know when you are going to need those people again. And the way you see them on the way up, you are going to see them on the way back down. But at least Jairus went to somebody that could help him. Jairus went to somebody that could make it right. Jairus saw that his little baby girl was in trouble and he decided he needed to go to somebody who could fix it. And, and he, wasn't, he wasn't all proud about it. The text says he pleaded earnestly. Some other translations break it down a little more. It says that he begged. He wasn't concerned about his title. He went to the person that could fix it. And Jesus didn't mock him either. Jesus was willing to help. He didn't ask Jairus to say, why don't you go find one of your other little rabbi friends to help out? He didn't say, let me think about it and I'll get back to you. Jesus saw this man begging for help and decided to help him. You got to take your problems to those who can actually fix it. And so Jesus and company ended up making a pit stop on the way to Jairus's daughter. Uh, you can be on your way to do something and something else pops up. That is life. Life is full of changes. And they were on their way to Jairus' house and a woman with an issue of blood that had had, over to, had this issue for over 12 years pushed her way through to the healing. The text says that she had spent all of her money trying to find a way to get healed, but the situation didn't get better. It only got worse. I can relate to that when I think that I know how to fix a situation when I put all my all into it, but yet it still gets uh, worse. I, I don't know if I'm by myself about that, but there are some people that you may try to keep talking to and try to keep talking to and they seem not to get it. There are some people that you may be trying to work with and, and it keeps going there. There can be some situations where you are trying to do better when it comes to finances, but the situation keeps getting worse. I can relate to this woman with an issue of blood. I may not have had an issue of blood for 12 years, but I can think about some things where I gave it my all and it still didn't turn out the way I thought it. And so I had to press my way through. And so this woman had done all that she can and she heard about this man named Jesus and she had to get to him. And she didn't care. Uh, the woman with the issue of blood did not care about social status. See, according to Leviticus 15, she should not have been around other people. She should have been socially distancing herself on purpose from other people because she would have been unclean and the people around would have been worried about becoming unclean themselves. So she was not supposed to be around, but she knew where her healing was and didn't care what happened as long as she got it. She thought if I could just touch the hem of his garment... 
Jairus didn't care about his high position. He needed to get his healing. The woman with the issue of blood didn't care about her low status position. So whether you are up or whether you are down, you can still get something from Jesus. If some of us were able to pursue Jesus like we didn't care what other people thought about us, what if we were willing to embarrass ourselves in order to get closer to God? I remember when David was dancing and praising God and people told him to stop. He said, I will get more undignified than this. Worrying about what other people think is what is stagnating and preventing the church from being what God called us to be. What if we were more, just a little bit more like this woman in Jairus? She pushed through regardless of her social status. She pushed through regardless of the rules because she needed to get her healing and she was willing to work through some people to get it. And when she touched him, Jesus felt power leave him. So he asked who touched him. The people said, "Uh, Jesus, it's it's a little too crowded to be asking questions like that. Who touched you? Everybody touched you. But Jesus knew this touch was something different because she touched him and immediately her issue was healed. And when Jesus found out that that it was this woman, the text says that she told the whole truth. Some other translations say that she told him all. She stuck around and talked. She didn't just get her healing and leave. She tarried and told all. We have to be willing to tell all to Jesus. We need to go to the right person to fix these problems. And we need to tell the right person to fix these problems. Have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about your troubles. He'll hear the faintest cry and he will answer by and by. Feel a little prayer will turn and know that the fire is burning. Just a little talk with Jesus will make it all right. She stayed and told him all. And Jesus told her that her faith made her well. And not only did he tell her her faith had made her well, he called her daughter. We always call her the woman with the issue of blood because we don't know her name. And there's a whole lot of things that is implied by that, but I just want to touch on one thing right now. We don't know her name, but once she was healed, she got called something that Jesus didn't call anybody else in the Bible. This woman went in with an issue and she came out family. She went in with no name and came out being called something that Jesus didn't call anybody else in the Bible. This woman was willing to stick around and receive her healing and then some. She could have touched the hem of his garment, got healed and ran off, but she stuck around and talked with Jesus. And not only did she talk with Jesus, she got confirmation that she was in the family. And right about that time, 
some people from Jairus' house shows up. Remember, the woman with the issue of blood was an interruption in Jesus on the way uh, to heal Jairus' daughter. And they tell him that his daughter is dead. Don't bother with Jesus anymore. Your daughter is dead. But Jesus overheard that and said one of the most powerful passages in the scripture, uh, one of the most powerful words in this passage of scripture, do not be afraid, only believe. And they kept going. I would submit to you that sometimes it's even okay to be scared. But don't stop. Keep going forward. And so they go to Jairus' house. And uh, the entourage got there. And by the time they got to Jairus' home, they were met outside by some professional mourners. Uh, people who got paid to mourn the loss of a loved one. To almost put on a show at a funeral. I know that this is common for the Bible times. But I can't help but notice uh, those who want to put on a show, those who want to cause drama for drama's sake, those who want to be a spectacle and make a public spectacle out of everything. The, the people in the Bible got paid for this. They were professional mourners. But I would submit to you that we got some people today that want to cause drama, that want to make a public spectacle, that want to put on a show for everybody to see, and they doing it for free. Some people just aren't happy unless they are seeing some drama. And if they can't see some, they're going to start some. But Jesus told them when they got there, and I wonder how did the professional mourners get there that fast? Well, people love mess. Uh, but, but they were going on and carrying on. And, and, and Jesus uh, told the people, what is all this commotion? This girl ain't dead. She's only sleeping. And they laughed. So in response to the drama, in response to the mess, in response to the laughter, Jesus did what we all need to do when there's some drama and there's some mess and there's some people trying to laugh at us. Jesus put the people out. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, hasta la vista, catch you next time. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are apart. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Holla, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord splits you. When you have these people in your life, put them out, put them out, put them out. Amen. And so only Peter, James, and John and the parents were there. And Jesus touched the young lady. And she was healed when? Immediately. Not only healed, but healed and hungry. Having been sick and hospitalized while I was sick, I can appreciate that much even more. Get the little girl something to eat. Because when you are going through serious procedures, they won't let you eat. 
And then when you lose your appetite, but when you regain your appetite, that is a sign of health, that you ready to get discharged. You ready to get back to living your life to the fullest. So I can appreciate the girl getting something to eat because that meant she was healed and ready to get back to living life to the fullest. Two touches. The woman was somebody that was not supposed to be touching people. But Jesus led her. Jairus' daughter was dead. People were not supposed to be touching her. But Jesus touched her. In both situations, Jesus did not care about the rules, but he showed the love of God to the people and healed them both. What if we were willing to not worry about titles and positions and put more effort into getting to know Jesus? What if we were willing to go past the rules to be willing to help others to get to know Jesus as well? There are some things in our lives that could make us untouchable. But Jesus is still willing to touch us and let us touch him. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the doors of the church are open, and we invite you to come. Pray with me, church. Oh, Lord, our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. We thank you for this message. We thank you that even though we are untouchable sometimes, you still touch us, and we still get to touch you. Lord God, we thank you for this message and we thank you for those who have heard it. That your Holy Spirit will be touching those that have a desire to get to know you in the pardoning of their sins. And they would ask, what must I do to become saved? Let this message go forth and your will be done. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for watching this video please be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Don't forget to connect with me on social media, Pastor Johnny Simpson Jr. on Facebook, at Pastor J. Simp Jr. on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks again for watching, and God bless.